Do I gotta like? Uh, it's on, man. Oh, it sounds kind of tinny. Or is that just like? That's this the shitty headphones I gave you. All right. I gotta turn your mic down because you're gonna get loud. Yeah. Well, but then I, I I get too comfortable and I lean back. Yeah. I'm very hard to mic. <laughs> just pull the mic back. I'll move this this whole thing forward. This whole thing in my quote unquote recording studio is sitting on a um a a chair that I'm. Yeah, it's like a director's chair for like an IKEA. Like if you direct the IKEA, <laughs> this is the type of chair you would sit in. Uh, Dave just got done vaping in here. Yeah, my morning, my morning vape. You know. <laughs> Are you still teaching kids? Yeah, yeah. What you have Armani Exchange glasses? Yeah, I got them at some discount place though. Okay, got it. I remember one of the students one time. It's like, man, Michigan Persians are really rubbing off on you. Yeah, dude, this student walked by me one time, and he was the first day that I wore these, like, last year, and he just goes, the class is ended, and he walked by me and goes, mm, got the Armani Exchange. <laughs> <laughs> he just said it like that. I was like, all right. What are you teaching now? Are you still teaching Mandarin to kids in the south side of Chicago? No, no, I'm a special ed teacher on the west side. Oh, uh, all right. Big so, sound like Frank Avignale. Like I just invented a new job. <laughs> it's like, like, like oh, oh god, that's a real lateral step. <laughs> it's, it feels like. Yeah, I don't know. Mandarin being a Mandarin teacher is a bad job because they just everyone thought that we needed to learn Mandarin, and so we over. You know, over indexed on Mandarin. Yeah, like they hired too many Mandarin teachers, and then it turns out. You will never be better at Mandarin than someone from China. Is good at English. Yeah, exactly. And so it's it's done. It's over. Wow. Wow. Every okay. Chinese person speaks English. Yeah, there's more English speakers in China than there are in the in in like the rest of the world or something. Yeah, I believe that. Uh there's there's a billion of them. I mean, there's more a billion English speakers? No, there's a billion Chinese people. There's more than a billion, I think. I think it's like 1.2 or 1.4 or That's something. That's fucking so ridiculous. Yeah, what's India? Do you know? Ah, that's probably another billion easily. Yeah. Uh, everybody on the podcast, I got Dave Metz here on the pod. If you couldn't tell from his uh, unmistakable voice, we're just talking about s- species of humans, <laughs> their number. What about? Let's do taxonomy. Would you say the Asiatic man is more related to the <laughs> the simians of the Great Plains? Or okay. <laughs> I'm going to be a eugenicist on the north side. <laughs> That's my favorite Northside baseball team, the Northside Eugenicists. Who do they? They that's the Cubs AAA franchise. <laughs> the the AAA following is very racist. It was the I, I saw the game the other day. It was the it was the uh, the 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 Northside Eugenicists versus the Skokie Nazis. Yeah, yeah, and they um, it was a hell of a game, man. <laughs> the Nazis just marched them right off the field. <laughs> They went to give him the good game handshake, and they just they just put them all in chains. And I think they were getting on the yellow line. It was definitely a train, but you know that they were definitely it was definitely a train. It's definitely a train of some kind. There was some sort of writing on it. it might have been German. <laughs> oh man, they are the final solution to baseball. Those guys. You know they. Um, they don't wear their numbers on their jerseys. They actually don't wear jerseys. They just tattoo their numbers on their straight forearms. On, straight on their forearms. That's because they can never be traded. They're, they are, they're born into their team. All right, enough about that. Enough about that team. Uh, what? Okay, so, Dave, it's been a while since we've even hung out. Yeah, when was the last time I saw you? Well, I'm sure I saw you at an open mic in the last, like, five months, I'm sure. Maybe. I haven't been doing that much. We just talked about this before the pod started, but... Uh, I haven't been doing that much comedy, and it sounds like you haven't been doing too much either. We've been just having all their shit going on. Like, yeah, you saw my board. I got all these, got all these projects. I'm trying to make. I'm trying to get something. What I'd like. The, the whole goal right now is to just figure out how to quit my day job and still have a an income that pays for something. You know what I mean? Okay. Because then I can just focus on doing comedy all the time. Uh, because comedy doesn't pay like anything for me right now, and I'm in my thirties. So I can't go backward in lifestyle. Uh, so yeah, the golden man, I went backwards one time with golden handcuffs and it was fine. Right. My like ex before my wife, like, uh, she had like a lot of money and I went from like, you know, like living downtown with her. I remember that. Yeah, of course you remember. 
did you, you you went to that place, right? Yeah, I was. At, I helped you move out of that place. Oh, yeah, I think that's right. That's right. You did. <laughs> but you remember though, right? And then I went to like live in like in a one bedroom apartment on the south side. So yep. But then after that, though, how I many times have again. I helped you move? Now I that I'm thinking lot. about it, I don't. I mean, I, I'm moving again. Actually, so. <laughs> I move a lot, man. I don't like to stay in one place. I'm about. I might be making an offer on a house today. Yeah, you guys but, are checking out a place in Humble Park. Yeah, but I helped you move from uh, that one place where you were living in the closet to the place with Joe, and then I helped you move. Oh, that's right. That's right. That you have a pickup truck. Do yeah. you still have a pickup no, truck? No, it died. It right, died good, literally good for you, this weeks ago. Because <laughs> how long ago did it die? Like literally weeks ago. So what are you? How are you getting around now? Just walking and taking the L. I'm I mean, not. How often were you taking a pickup truck in Lakeview? No, I mean I wasn't. That was the yeah. thing. It just was sitting out back, like mostly. And it just it died. And that's probably why it died. It was. It's a long story, but the coolant, the the basis of it is the coolant was not circulating properly, and then the engine overheated and like and the transmission like melted right in the fucking car as I was driving on the highway. Did you just stall out while you were driving the car? Like, what happened? Basically, I was just, it started rambling. I was with Brendan Gay, and oh, okay. uh, we were going to Detroit to do some shows. Okay. And it just started, I was opening for Dave Landau, and Brendan was doing the Motor City Comedy Festival. And uh, mm. the car just started, it was just like, gink, 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 and it started making weird noises. And then I could feel the heat. Where were you? Were you in Michigan yet? I was in uh, just in Michigan. I was in number 22 exit in Stevensville. On ninety four, Stevensville. Huh? I mean, I'm ta- That's like ten, maybe ten miles into Michigan, and yeah. the car died, and we had to get an Uber to Benton Harbor. And... <laughs> Ooh, this story. <laughs> this is a little lemony sticket tale you got here. It started with Brendan Yay going to Detroit. <laughs> get an Uber to Benton Harbor. All yeah. the garden spots of southeast uh, or southwest lower Michigan. Yeah. What what happened after that? Did you meet a guy that sold you a fake ID in Jackson, and then you <laughs> had to kill a man in Albion? I had to meet up in a man in, uh, in a basement in order to rent the car and do three uh, jumping jacks backwards, which was kind of amazing because a backwards jumping jack is really just a jumping jack facing the other way. Yeah. Is that a CrossFit thing that they make you do a backwards jumping jack? <laughs> What's the one where the guy died? What's the CrossFit? You do CrossFit. Do you still do it? Yeah, I do it all the time. What's the one where the guy died? Uh, it's just anything. I don't know. I'm sure that it's a dangerous. You could die. A guy like snapped his neck though, and they named a move after him in honor. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, that's amazing that they named a move after a dude who fucked up and killed himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like, "This is this the the this is the Mike Stevens." And <laughs> the so reason he, we call it that we call it the Stevens lift <laughs> because you pick up a heavy bar with your neck. Yeah. Because um, take a look at that chair over there. That's what you're going to be sitting in the rest of your life if you fuck this up. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like paralyzed or something. Or he's got to be, something man. You him. drop a heavy bar on your neck, you can't really, I just can't get around much. The anymore. worst part is to start off, he was a guy that did CrossFit. So he wasn't working with a lot to begin with. Then he got paralyzed. CrossFit person, no offense, but your body is like, oh, how much of you is your body? You know, I, I, dude, I, people love it when I talk about CrossFit on stage. They hate people hate love to hate it so much, and I get yeah. it. I get why <laughs> people don't. Well, you know, what? I, 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 I draw. I, I, I often will be like uh, that. Uh, being a juggalo is like uh, white trash CrossFit, mm. and people don't understand either of those things, so they think they just laugh. They're uh, like two things I don't know. I have been. What is this, Doonesbury? Doonesbury. Wow, that's a deep cut, Dave. There's nobody in this. Nobody listening to this. First of all, nobody's listening to this podcast. But secondly, nobody listening to this podcast uh, knows numbers? what Doonesbury is. I get like two or three dozen listeners. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm joking. I get. I get. Uh, depending on the episode, I get some episodes that have actually thousands of listens, and I have some episodes that have like thirty people. Okay, say that I'm Mark Marin. It'll that's take why people at least a minute in to figure out that that's not true. I'll just post a photo of you, like, uh, superimpose on Mark Marin, and nobody will think it's any different. Yeah. All right, so let's look at the projects here. We got Funny Planet. Yeah, that's a TV show. Um, is that you're going to, like, travel around the world and be like, what? Yeah, pretty much. You got it. You nailed it. That's actually <laughs> what the pitch packet says on the front page. What about Love's a Bitch? Uh, that's the show that I'm doing. And actually, the name has changed. It's now it's Love Hurts, but I I do that with Corey Wood, and we're taking that show on the road. I was gonna say, isn't that a thing already? Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. So that one, I gotta update this board because I'm 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 rarely I'm so busy I'm rarely in this office, and I have to actually update these boards. Um, this is this is 
this is riveting uh, podcast, by the way. No, no, we're going to go over all... Well, here, you, what were you talking to me about? We were talking about not doing comedy. Well, I, look, I wanted to talk about your... We wanted to catch up because, like, I... Oh, yeah. What's, what's going on? You got... So the last time we actually hung out, you had not yet been married, and you did not yet have a kid. Yes. <clears throat> so both of those things have happened. That's true. They happened in, within a couple of months of each other. So... <laughs> Nice. It's not like years have gone by. Because like the last time, I don't remember the last time we actually hung out, but I remember when you, when Mary had gotten pregnant and you and I went and grabbed dinner or something. I think we grabbed, we like yeah. we came from a show and then went to like Big and Littles or something. Um, I remember that. And then I got coffee with you when I got fired from being a Mandarin teacher. Oh, that's right. At some weird ass coffee shop. Uh, yeah, that was just around the corner, right? I ended up, yeah, I was, I ended up being like right by your work for some reason. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I was meeting some, man, I was meeting some charlatan that was going to hire me for some bullshit job. Oh, really? What was this? It was just a startup. Ah oh, man, to deal, to deal with startup people too often. But. I used to. That was my whole shit shtick a while ago. That was when I was living with you and uh and uh, uh, Joe. Joe. Oh, uh, give me another. Yeah, <laughs> I love the name. I love how something is so dated now. Like you go back to five years and you're like, "Give me another." What the fuck? Yeah. Like at the time, yeah. you're like, "Yeah, this is called the Give Me Another." Yeah. Because there was like seventy apps that had names like that. Yeah, they all did. They were like there. There was like uh, Snoodle and like Grab It and like Task Rabbit and yeah, like... yeah, exactly. Yeah, they all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Give Me Another that was the other one. <laughs> but now that most of those are gone, you know what I mean? Everyone's oh, yeah. like, "Give me another, huh?" What did you? What happened to give me another? I did. We went under, man. It's still around, kinda. <laughs> People were like, uh, "I'm good." <laughs> I, thank, thanks. I've had enough. I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was basically in the way that I would describe it to people. I'd be like, "Look, it's an Amazon one click that's on your phone about things that you buy regularly." And people go, "Oh, okay." And then nobody ever. It was just like there was no beyond that. There was no interest. People weren't like, "Oh, I'll download it," or yeah. like, "Oh, I'll yeah, I need that on my website." Like nothing. It hmm. was. It was so. It, so I was living with you guys and and being paid like intermittently by that company. Yeah, I remember you wearing the polo shirt a couple of times. <laughs> what is that? To, what, you, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? It's just there's. It's just I've been to so many startup things because when I worked for the government in Detroit, I went to all those fucking startup like business expos and just you see the team of people there with their they all got matching oh polo shit shirts. i had the yeah the white polo that said give me another right and they've yeah. got their smash their signage and like they've paid like a lot of money because someone's come up to him and like look you need your photos and your expo um spot needs to be like all on point you yeah, know? yeah 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 and, and they get the whole team is there and they're all trying to rehearse their talk tracks. Right, exactly. We're, and, a, we're, a, we're a disruptive, mobile first, yeah, lean forward, um, lean agile organization. It's Tinder meets... Uh, yeah, oh my God, dude. Meets Zillow. And we're changing the way that you interact with beta point behavior in an Apache environment. Like yeah. it's just everything that they say is fucking, it doesn't, you're like, I, this is all Greek to me. And you know what? The thing is, that's funny now to think about now that like, that, cu- a, oh, that culture's on. like kind of dying. Like it's not the same it was, as it was. Such a, Cause it's all, here's the thing. It's all a whole bullshit culture. Cause all those people really want to do is sell backend data to big brother. Oh, I that's, mean, that's exactly literally that. all they care about. And it's like, <laughs> backend data. To how can big they brother. get your backend data to sell it to Coca-Cola yeah. and figure out when you are most likely to, to buy a fucking Coke? You, like how Facebook thinks I'm a black guy in my forties. Like, cool. you know, does it really? That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> and it tries to sell me like bevel. <laughs> it's like, Hey, you remember the Cosby kids, you know, like <laughs> bevel. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, I get all advertisements for old black guys. That's, a, that's so. What what about your online presence that makes them think that you're just? I guess it because you just got photos of like you know your Jew family, and then they it thinks they black guy, Jewish woman. This guy's got to be a black dude. No, no. You know what it is? I think it's because I complain about um, new rap music on Facebook a lot. <laughs> okay, got it. And in my private chats, I, I use the n word frequently, <laughs> and they were like, "Must be old." Got it. I, you know what I thought about the other day. Not that this is going to be like this podcast is just switching gears, but the you know what I thought about the other day. I think I was trying to imagine what was my favorite moment in Chicago comedy. Like I was like, what is my favorite moment? Like my fa- like for me, like not like the favorite moment I experienced, but like my favorite moment that I was at the center of. 
And I think it might be, I did stand up at uh, Patsy's once. Yeah. And it that's was. That's still going? That's still going, right? It's still going. I don't ever go anymore. And God bless him, Noah is still doing it. Is it, is it still good? Is there still like an audience there? Not really, no. Oh. Well, but then... for a while, it was really good on yeah, Fridays. It was hot. And. You just had to deal with it idiot that like <laughs> guy that ran the place oh he sucks yeah he's the worst um and he would constantly be like he'd make his staff walk up and be like oh okay, are you gonna order something and you're like jesus man I, i've been in i've been standing here for two seconds the bar is packed the, the outside is pa- patio is packed yeah <laughs> just let me you are laughing like let the fucking magic happen you know <laughs> like jesus christ people will buy drinks yeah cheap motherfucker <laughs> yeah you know? exactly what are you trying to ruin it by constantly sh- like pushing drinks on everybody uh, it's improv. Too many. You know what? Because IO used to be right there, and I think all the improv people used to come over. And oh, they not probably drink. yeah, and they would just screw over these this poor this poor businessman. He'd see a whole improv team of like fifteen people come in and then leave, and he'd make like oh, eleven dollars. Oh, I would. Yeah, I would, I'd get pissed too. I mean, that poor dude. He's got to be. He that is the weirdest bar because of all those reasons, and then it's also an Irish bar ran by a very clearly Italian. Yeah, man. I know that's true. <laughs> It's, it, made, it makes no sense. He always had that tiny dog with him too. He's got this tiny little dog. Yeah. Well, and the cash register is like from like 1925. So yeah. You they have to like, keep everything by hand. Like and then it would be weird because you go to close your tab, and the guy would be like, "Okay, you had two Guinnesses. That'll be forty five dollars." And you're like, "What?" Like I, I definitely have left paying for shit that I did not order at that place. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Which is why I vowed to never pay there anymore. I would just go walk in and grab uh, a drink that was on a table. Oh, and just hold it. Yeah. I yeah. remember you were walking in. I was like, I didn't talk to you in one time, and we were going there, and you're like, I don't, I'm going to fucking do this place. This is ridiculous. And I was like, no, I'll, I'll pay for your drink. Let's just go in. Anyway, the point is, is like the greatest moment I might have ever had in Chicago comedy is I told I used to tell this joke about my um, uh, my name. And I was like, oh, they, they, when I was in middle school, they called me, they didn't, I, some kid asked me my name and I stuttered and I said, Blendon Lemlon. And then for three months, nobody called me my name. They called me, uh, Faggy McGiggles. <laughs> and right. I'm like, you know, and the, which is not my name. But one day I got so pissed off at this kid. Everybody used to call me, hey, Faggy, hey, what's up, Mr. McGiggles? And I finally, I beat him up and I, I beat him so bad. I put him in a wheelchair. And then the whole, it's, I'm just at Patsy's, everybody's quiet, and I'm like, and then from that day forward, they didn't call me Faggy McGiggles anymore. They called me the guy who put Dave Metz in a wheelchair, oh. and it hit so hard, like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think that might have been the best moment I've ever had in Chicago comedy. Oh, off my, the sweat <laughs> of my hard work put my name in the street. <laughs> Juiced, huh? So that's uh, revised times one to tomorrow. You better. Did you revise that? Times nah, one I, I, I'm, I, I haven't. I, I'm through. I'm going through the revision. Uh, what's this novella you're writing? Uh, oh shit! The world's yeah, the worst travel group. It's about when I went to France and we went to the um, the American cemetery in Normandy. And the travel group I was with was just horrible people. And uh, that's the lowest of them, which is why it's at the bottom of the list. Um, I was trying to write a. Uh... I am actually trying to write a book right now, and uh, it was a screenplay, but then I turned it into a book, and then I was telling this friend of mine, and she was like, um, it sounds more like a novella. Like, she just said <laughs> it like that. I'm like, fuck you. It sounds like a novella. What? <laughs> Maybe a short play or an episodic series of uh, of experiences. Well, I started adding more to it then, because I'm like, fuck you, this is a book. And uh, now it's just like a season of Fargo. And I'm like, well, now this is nothing. Nice, man. I've always felt like you've had a real Coen Brothers thing going on. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, right? Okay, I like uh, police procedurals. I like that. I like crime. Who doesn't? I like con men. I like all that shit. I like... like the, The book that I'm working on, I set the entire book is set in Michigan. And it's just hard for it not to have like a Fargo feel to it. Because it's Michigan. So now I feel I find myself like trying to undo parts of the story that I like because it feels too. I don't know. Did you just fart? Yeah, bad too. Sorry, man. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to listen to your story. Listen to this. This doesn't sound the beginning of it. Doesn't sound like Fargo, right? These two um, male prostitutes. Go to have this threesome with this businessman at I'm, a hotel. I'm hooked. A hotel in, in, in Kalamazoo. 
as, was, as one does. Yeah. The number of times I've walked in on all-male threesomes well, yeah. in, in Kalamazoo hotels. Well, exactly. It's the mecca for it. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you fuck around with the KC hotel scene, but it gets a little grimy. <laughs> um, so, okay, so the two guys, they're on their way up there, and one of them is like, hey, yo, I used to be a con man. Why don't, why don't we... Why don't we just rob this guy? Let's take a video on our cell phone of us having a, you know, fucking him and then we'll, we'll bribe him with it. Oh, I got it. Because he's a businessman and he doesn't want his reputation ruined. Right. But they get there and then the guy's been murdered. This is why I'm, wait, hold on. They get there and he's already dead? He's murdered. And they find his deaf child in the next room. So they. Man, this is getting deep. They take the kid because they don't want to be implicated for the murder, but they also feel bad for the kid. So they sneak him out of the hotel. Got it. And what they don't realize is the Chaldean Mafia is looking for that kid. Uh, <laughs> and they're trying to use that kid just to create scams to rip people off like petty. The Chaldean cons. Mafia is. No, 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 no. The two prostitutes. Got it. They just see this kid as a way to like make money. He's just a, what year is this based in? I don't know. Present day. Maybe I have to dial it back. To, see, here's the thing. It feels like it has to at least be the 80s. It can't be f- any 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 newer than that. If it was in the past, though, then it would really have a Fargo feel. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. I guess that's true. Unless you said it in, like, the 1950s, you know? Nah, but the Cal- come on, Chaldeans in the 1950s? Yeah, come on. What were they doing? Rubbing two sticks together? <laughs> they didn't even have in-ground pools yet or trampolines? Oh, man. Do you know that 80% of Chaldeans in Detroit own their own businesses? That doesn't surprise me at all. They probably I mean, own a lot. Not, of, it's not a knock against them. It's just like, no, that's they're weird. Very, they're an industrious people. Yeah. Oh, but did you know, though, that um, 79% of those businesses are um, places where people ask where they can go buy crack <laughs> in the neighborhood? <laughs> so they're both <laughs> their corner stores. They, what they really need to do is they need to be information traders yeah. because if they just started charging people money for where they can go Nowhere to go buy crack. Give me another. Now, see, this is a, a, a place that you guys could have gotten in. I really think we missed a market. That's the truth. Because if you had just, if we had just connected people with the ability to buy crack yeah. quickly, come on. Think about that thing though. When every business, like, there's a you read about this shit like all the time. It's like when a business. Because like, I'm not selling the drugs. I'm just facilitating exactly. where they can get them quickly. Every every like major American business has like stepped into an illegal ground when it's like uh needed money or whatever like yeah, i feel like that's the only way that anybody can actually make any fucking money to be totally yeah. honest like i feel like every because uh, otherwise a deck stacked against you you got these massive massive corporations that have like unlimited funding like the amount of money the thing about this this is nuts if Google, like, this, this the amount of money, like, liquid paper assets that, like, Google has that it's not using is insane. If Google just decided tomorrow to get into the, you know, sugary soft drink business, it would put Pepsi and Coke out of business immediately. Like, it just, it has so much money. So, like, there's no idea that you have, actually, that's so good that other people aren't going to do a better job of it. Well, and then they can't just steal it, too. I mean. Yeah, I'm, well, plus, it's like, what are you going to do? Google your information, then Google knows what you're doing, and it can form its own thing. Yeah. Well, I'm comfortable. I, I lived in China for a while, and I think I just, I'm comfortable with that. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't, I'm not trying to start a business, and... I've lived in a communist country. It's, it ain't that bad. Yeah. So. All right. I'm uh, afraid. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm fearful. But I feel like I could just leave. You know, did you ever see the movie Heat? Let's just go up to. Yeah, of course. With fucking Val Kilmer. And yeah. if you feel the heat coming around the yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You can't leave in 30 seconds. That's how I feel. I mean, I have leave, to grab my wife your and life. daughter. But yeah. I would fucking just leave. And then he has to leave because uh, whatever. Amanda Pete is right there. And he's gonna go, and then he has to leave. That's that. Yeah, that's like the, that's the whole. That's that has the greatest shootout scene of like any movie, man. The, when they the rob that bank, the, where are they? Like the junkyard? They rob that bank. No, they rob the bank. Oh. And then like they have to like gun down the police as they're chasing them. Down oh the yeah, street yeah, yeah, yeah. Right stuff. as they're leaving, yeah. it's like one of the greatest like scenes. It's intense. Here's the the one problem I have with that movie is that it's not based in Kalamazoo. 
No. Well, it should be based in New York. Literally, everyone has like a New York accent in that movie. Yeah, they all do, and it's based in like L.A. I think. <laughs> the best, the best fucking scene in the whole movie is when Al Pacino's like, "She had a big ass. I like a big ass. She had a big ass." Like Al Pacino <laughs> was just doing blow. He wasn't acting. Al Pacino didn't act in a movie until like 2001. I think the one movie he ever acted in was Dog Day Afternoon, and everything else is just it's just Al Pacino. They just put a camera on Al Pacino. Because yeah. I feel like he's just, he has this kind of like, he just talks. And like you can put him in any kind of scene and he's just like, I was watching you and I see, I see, I don't know. You know, I see, I don't know what I'm seeing. And you're just like, man, this guy, how many Oscars can they give him? Right. And that's why he's doing all these HBO movies, I feel like. He's like past it. He's yeah, he's done. These guys are done now. Yeah. They're checked out. They've got this whole... There's I, The one thing that I feel like I've been getting very frustrated with lately is it feels like there's this entire generation of people, the baby boomers, right? And they're all getting older, and they fucking refuse to let go of power. Nancy Pelosi, uh, and Al Pacino, honestly. Like, all these actors and stuff. And it's like, just... They're, they're phoning this shit in, and they just don't want it. Just let the next generation of people just take over. Just let it happen. You've run this country well, you into know the ground. Weird too, like all the people from like the sixties, that was like their argument. They were like, "Let a, your children not be far beyond your command." The times they are a changing. You yeah, know what I mean? Right, like, they were like, "Let us in, and we're going to change the world." And and, and, then and then now fucking, we're like, "You didn't yeah. change the world." No, you just like, bought a bunch of god. Just bought a bunch of SUVs and pill, pill ruined Medicare. This sign over here that yeah. it says "grinding." Right? Yeah. So what Dave's pointing to is uh is the sign that has it looks like an infinity symbol but it says grinding uh on the two bars and the n in the center is where the infinity symbol crosses so right. i read that as grindin <laughs> like it it's like a chinese guy grindin like that's how a chinese guy would say your name like grindin lemon grindin lemon grindin lemon ah hasso it's good, uh, good to see you, uh, Grindino Roman. <laughs> number one, uh, number one, the podcast host. <laughs> Your biggest podcast host. No, no novella. Uh, come on, first, uh, what's to finish the worst travel group? <laughs> this maybe a good idea. <laughs> what the fuck? Praying the game. Do you? Do you, <laughs> you? don't do this in your act, do you? I haven't seen. I have. You, I haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen you I, do stand up in like a year. I, I feel now, well, now I don't rehearse anything and don't care as much. So now it's actually going better. <laughs> and I'll like do it and then I'll realize that I've done it and I'll be like, I lived there for a while. And then I don't know. Then I'll just find an Asian person and ask him if it's okay. Sometimes yeah. I'll guess what what Asian like person there's, it there's, is. There's billions of them. They, they, you know, all, you, all you need is one. Yeah. And uh, I'm always right. I've never, <laughs> from the stage, I have never been wrong. I'm serious. Dave, Dave I, just got great Asian uh, radar. I he just got the radar. The best. I'm undefeated at Seinfeld. <laughs> radar. Seen it. I'm undefeated at Seinfeld. Seen it, and I've never miscalculated an Asian from the stage. <laughs> I mean, I was defeated at Seinfeld. Right. Seen it, but I can't guy, wait to when you pass away. I can't wait till they write that on your grave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the defending champion. Of, 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 I'm the reigning champion of calculating Asians from the stage. Yeah. Oh no. my god. Well, no Asian comedian will do it. That's the problem. What? Why not? Because they're afraid to be wrong. Uh Okay. Um. As you know, I was third baseman for the Northside Eugenesis. I I'm pretty good. Pretty Storied good. career. Storied career. No, I lived in a Korean neighborhood in Beijing. That's what set me up for it. Got it. Okay. So you had a lot of expo. I mean, you were you were in Asia. You were in the place yeah. where they make them. I was in. <laughs> I was at the factory. <laughs> to make tanks there but since 1979 they've been making Asian people <laughs> and that's why their economy is going to be number one <laughs> they can retool they can retool to make anything over there yeah I. you know what's amazing about China is that they'll build things before they need them they built all these cities before they needed them they'll build yeah, millions that's, that's of Asians they'll build millions of Asians before anybody has a need for them how is it that they have cities that don't have like okay if you've been to China like Beijing is so dense, 
there are people living in tents in front of buildings. I yeah. mean, it is so fucking dense. And then you go to like fake Paris and it's empty. It's got an Eiffel Tower a third of the size of the Eiffel Tower. I feel like that kind of also when you first of all, it's empty. You're right. And then secondly, I mean, I've only seen this on TV and the news and shit, but like I feel like if China want they should just build the whole Eiffel Tower. Just build yeah, a, why did they they should build a bigger one. Honestly. Yeah, just, just like, why do they that's not like China to build something smaller. I, if it, if it's if I was running China, I feel like there's something going on there like we have to build the Eiffel Tower but it's got to be just slightly smaller than a normal western Eiffel Tower. Well, like the CN Tower. What's bigger than the CN Tower than Space Needle? Uh, who knows? Probably the CN Tower. Uh it's uh, actually a who gives a fuck about both those places. <laughs> The Seattle real estate market is crashing right now. Did you know that? Why do you know that? Because I follow real estate trends statistically. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Then L.A. also is kind of crashing right now. You should buy a house in L.A. Dude, it's all crashing. Everything's coming down, man. The stock market's crashing. It's been the second worst day of like stock market like movement uh, on Thursday this week. Really? In like in like fifty years, it was bad. I'm gonna offer. I think the house we see today. I'm gonna offer seventy grand less than what they want for. I'm <laughs> That's oh, God damn it. You should say. It, and here's what I love about you. You would say it to the realtor's face with a straight face. Yeah. No. I I use the phrase lowball in an email. I said <laughs> we're gonna lowball this guy. It's been on the market for over fifty days. We can lowball him <laughs> for over fifty days. Oh my god, dude. What? Okay. So talk about how's your daughter? How's your kid doing? Uh, what's going on? Um. She's great right now. She just turned one. Um, she's uh, cool. You that's, know, that's a, all right. She's uh, she's pretty advanced. Honestly, she's walking. She's talking. She's not really saying anything. Sure. Uh, when is she? When is she gonna start betting on horses? I feel like that's when you know a Mets has come around. She already like plays practical jokes on people. She headbutts me from time to time. <laughs> she's definitely my child. Like, there's no question about it. Is it because of the mustache? Can you tell? Yeah, she's got a mustache. <laughs> she also like um she like falls asleep to rap music. She hates when people like if you play comedy in the car, she just or cries. Podcast, she cries. Oh man. You put rap music on. What that kid sleep. is going to be such a great comedian. I hope so. <coughs> Someone in this family's got to If she doesn't if she it. doesn't get murdered in a gay uh Kalamazoo hotel. Oof. You don't even... No, no, no. The dad got murdered. Oh, I actually found out later. It was his uncle, Roger. Wait, you found out? You, or we find out? You wrote yeah. the book. What no, do you no, mean no, you, you found audience, out? First of all, I'm just... <laughs> I am just the... Uh, what, what do you... What's You're it? just the oh, conduit. Thank you. I'm the conduit. I knew where you were going. Yeah. The Coen brothers wrote the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I am the conduit for stealing the Coen brothers' ideas. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I was fucking watching British TV with Mary last night. Sure. And literally, one of the lines in the, in the show was, uh, "One, the two guys are these two like British con men are eating cheeseburgers like in her car." Yep. And uh, one of them, because they were talking about selling the Eiffel Tower, which is why I think I was thinking of it. And the guy goes, um, "You know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese in France, right?" And the other one goes, "A royale with cheese." Like they literally like just stole the dialogue from, straight from, from Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah, and we were both like, "What the fuck?" Were they aware? They had to be aware that they did that. Oh, dude, <clears throat> you think somebody that writes a show about con men hasn't seen Pulp Fiction? I mean, it has. They had right, especially in England where they're such fucking like they're so downstream from like like culture. Oh, you it's know? so it's in so, many ways. Yeah, I mean, like aside from London, it's all it's all so backwater is how it feels it's i'm going back again uh in january i got family out there and stuff really yeah yeah, yeah. and uh Have you done comedy out there yeah, yeah i've done shows out i did edinburgh but i did shows in oh, i do yeah, i've done shows in london and what's london the london comedy scene like that's uh, well here's what's fucked up it, it's very it's different from from the states and it's very different from chicago or new york because in chicago new york <clears throat> you can go do an open mic and we can go i mean we can leave here and if there's an open mic going on we could just go get up on stage Okay. Everything in London is booked weeks in advance. Really? Yeah, everything in London is uh is booked way in advance and you have to you have to email way in advance. Like I'm I'm trying to start pushing to get on shows now because I'm going to be out there next month. Oh shit, I'm going to send out some emails to LA for April. <laughs> I hate having to do that shit. But but show up, they don't have show up go up like at all? No, nah, no, nah, almost at all. 
I mean, like, if you're from out of town, like, you can kind of get away with it, but mostly no. Hmm. How is the audience? Um, they It's a different sense of humor. So it, they genuinely have a different sense of humor. So, like, what they like are you did a joke. We watched you do the whole joke. It was a setup and a punchline, and there was wordplay involved and yeah. that whole thing. <clears throat> like, my best jokes are all, I say stuff like, you know, I just turned 30 recently, like, 29 months ago, just turned it. And, like, they're like, oh, oh, that's wonderful. And if I say stuff like, hey, I just celebrated my one-year anniversary of living two years in Chicago, like, that shit. They love that stuff. Yeah. There's, like, a, it seems to be, like, kind of, like, a jazz quality to it where it, like, it's bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, ta-da! Yeah, yeah, they, like, they claps. want the, <clears throat> they don't care about your feelings about anything. They don't care about your hot take on anything. They want the performance. They want yeah, the joke. performance. Like, Stuart, uh, I was... I was really like sort of like uh, a lot of people are like, you got to listen to the Stuart Huff album. You ever listen to him? No. It's called like 43rd Best Comic. Um, and it is like, I mean, there is so, it has become so meta to itself by the end. Uh -huh. It's it, it, You should listen to it. I'm not going to say like it's the greatest comedy album of all time or anything like that. But it is a perfect example of why British comedy is different than American comedy. Like Stuart Huff. Stuart Huff, yeah. And a lot of people think he's like the greatest writer ever. I don't know. I mean, you know who, who who's the dude, the the British dude, he was like a cross dresser. Oh, Eddie Izzard. As he Eddie Izzard. He's kinda like Eddie Izzard. It's kind of that style. Yep. But more uh, planned. If I you know what I mean? Sure. Eddie, Eddie Izzard, Izzard just goes. Yeah. He yeah, just yeah. go. And uh, that guy's, I mean, unbelievably talented. Yeah, he does like two and a half hours. It's insane, something. yeah. And he just can keep going and keep everybody just keeps watching. Which makes you think, man, that guy must have had a lonely childhood. Right? You know what I mean? Street like, performing in London for, he grew up and he was born in Yemen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yemen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he must have had a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> how, bad, how bad of a childhood do you need to have to need to entertain people that much? Well, if you're like an American military brat, you know, like maybe you grow up, you're born overseas. Nobody's going to, nobody, I don't know a single American military brat comic. Um, you know what? There's a lot of Amer um, American military brat people present in is rappers. Like a high percentage of them really? are military brats. Yeah. Wow. And a high percentage of them are short. And I think <sighs> really? that you have to be either from somewhere. I think that it's, it's necessary for the story of a rapper. Sure. Because... And this is pre two thousand and like seventeen. Sure, but you have to. The story of a rapper has to include, um, like, you have to be proven in the streets. Okay, your mm -hmm. name has to ring out in the streets before you can get main. Like before any label or anyone, like your name has to ring out. Like yeah. someone has to know about you. Well, and it's all from that's just hustling, right? You're just yeah, in one way or another. Like maybe you, <clears throat> maybe you got a local hit. Maybe you. Um, are good at freestyling. There's a million. You got, things. but you got to do something. You got to do something that your name, your name is known in your neighborhood. And what makes you prove yourself more than being short, short or being from somewhere else? You just, do you imagine like you just show up in the hood at like three? Yeah. No one fucking knows you. Yeah. You get no older brother like looking over your back. Yeah. And you're just a short kid. You just got to fucking figure this shit out on your own. Nobody's gonna fuck you if you're shorter than five foot ten and no, and no, they don't know who you are. Yeah, I mean, and. And now, and also think about then, like, and then now imagine also nine times out of ten, if you're a military brat and you went back to lesser, a lesser life, your parents probably got divorced. Yeah, totally. So now you got that on top of it. So you just, the deck is stacked. The deck is stacked. Right, exactly. Like, you can just, but I mean, like, you, you can just. You are ripe to overcome a lot of things. And if you do, that's why you, because all of that bombast is what has to get you uh, through that. And then by virtue of getting through it, now you've got a name in these streets. Right. Well, but so here's the thing, right? Yeah. So you, 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 it's it's sink or swim in that situation, and honestly, too, those people are always the people that like get arrested or fail at committing crimes because it, yep. it's not them. Yeah. You know, like if you're the son of a thief or you're the son of a drug dealer, you're the son of a guy that does yeah. dirt in some way. You're gonna get told the right way to do it. It's gonna yeah. get passed yeah, yeah. to you. But you're you're the kid of a you're the kid of a fucking military person, right? And you you're just trying to figure it out. You're trying to show off. You're trying to yeah seem hard yep you're gonna fuck it up you're gonna you're gonna fucking blink you're this is why america somebody. this this is the system by which america produces so many amazing rappers yeah but it's it it doesn't matter none of that matters anymore man the internet has 
finally kind of ruined that. Yeah, it's ruined it because everybody can make trips on fucking, you know, uh, Pro Tools and all this shit. And then uh, all they got, and then they can just—they don't even have to rhyme. They can just say things that vaguely sound similar, right? And instead of being popular in your having your name ring out in your your neighborhood, now your name can ring out on SoundCloud, right? But that's 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 one person in each town, yeah, across the world. I mean, like it doesn't like if your name rung out in Atlanta, you must pay homage to Trap. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. Like, you can't just come out of left field. Like even Earth Gang, which is like they're, they're these Atlanta rappers that are very they're they're very different. Or Jid is another like Atlanta rapper. You could just be making this up. I don't even know. Yeah, I'm just making up rappers. But like <laughs> these dudes still have to pay homage to Atlanta. Like sure. they don't they don't they're not like Atlanta rappers that sound like New York rappers or something like that. Yeah, there's they're they're Atlanta rappers that sound like Atlanta rappers because they're from Atlanta and they acknowledge the history of rap in Atlanta. Right, just like you're talking about like comedy scenes, But right? you could it's, just be some kid from, you know, from Little Rock and could just make some whatever and then post it on Reddit it goes to number 1 for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, and they're all dude, seeing these people live is fucking terrible cuz they're all they all got one fucking song. That's the worst part. I saw Rich Chiga like a, about a year ago. Sure. <sighs> Guy's got one and a half fucking songs, man. Like it's, <laughs> it was so hard being around all those high school kids. But this is lane. like, it's the same thing. It's just fucked up. It's the same thing with comedy and these like uh, YouTube people. Yeah. It was like, did you see that shit that happened at uh, this past year at um with JFL? Yeah. With the guy from, he's a YouTube guy, right? Ooh, bi- uh, Big Mama or what was his name? Yeah. And then he just like. Country Mama? Southern Mama? Bombs on stage so hard. Yeah. Apparently there's a picture of Joe McMahon laughing at it. <laughs> That's awesome. But um, you still talk with Joe? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're still doing the Palm Pilots. We only do it like once a month now, though. I'm it's a great. To, I just love it. I'm trying to launch a new thing now. Nice. What do you? Is it that novel that you're telling me about? No, I'm doing. So James Webb. Yeah, he's trying to do this po- podcasting studio stuff. Yeah, so, fucking totally jacked my idea. I've been trying to do that myself. Yeah, put you, that together. You should have just maxed out your credit cards and got the the shit. Because I should have done it because like people are using him all kinds of for his stuff now, right? Yeah, I mean, Webb's, you know, you, you got to get him on this podcast. Yeah, That's Webb's been at it for a minute, man. You got to get like, he's got like all the shit. Yeah, too. yeah. And he's got him in between him and Toby. I feel like they've got like video and audio. All that stuff. Yeah, it's the setup. They can do all that video casting and everything. You just got to figure out a way. Like, what do you got to do to get like an intern? Oh, I could get an intern. I know. Max Shanker was my intern when I was getting ready for uh, Edinburgh. I just had so much shit going on. Yeah, it would be nice to have someone that could like, because like this one that I'm doing now, it's like a biography podcast, and we've we've recorded four or five of them, and like um, it's video, yeah, but it's biography, so I have to look at who this person is, or I have to have a reason to believe that the other person knows knows a lot who they about they uh, knows N- about, not just uh, knows who who they are, but well, knows you a just, lot just about you them. just have comics on, or do you have actual bi- people who know? about the person like like actual biographers or people who I've only had comics on but I'm I want to have like I want to get like somebody I want to get someone who knows some shit about like economics uh, I know I had an economist on this podcast oh really yeah yeah, yeah. where's he where's he at he's based in Michigan he's uh he's uh he's actually running for uh Michigan state senator a while ago would he be on a show that has a Chinese I mean I have the the communist Chinese flag is hanging. In totally the would. He would love that. Stalin. There's a picture of Stalin. Yeah, he'd love it. He'd probably he'd probably be really into it. I'm gonna have the. We're recording five right to then release in January. And um, oh, dude, I had like a I had like a mini heart attack on uh, Thursday. What? What? Yeah. What? Yeah, not I, not actually. Well, it was an anxiety attack that caused my heart rate to jump up to like 180, and then I had to go to the hospital. What? Yeah. And what uh, the fuck is going on? I mean, you got a kid and a wife, and uh, yeah, know, all no, job. but I'm burning myself out, man. I'm bur- I, I'm getting like four hours of sleep a night. I'm doing like way too many uppers and way too many downers. Like I'm just literally like doing over the counter, like over the counter <laughs> uppers. Dave. What? Okay, so what happened? I just was walking into this class. I, I had to tape this class for so I'm also in fucking grad school right now. Oh, are you? I have God to be, damn it, Dave. I have to be in grad school in order to keep this job, and it's insane. I entered into a deal with the devil. In order to get this job, 
I had to basically take all the licensure exams before I got the job and pass you are, them. You already have a master's, don't you? I know. So this is, which is worthless. I mean, it gets me two grand extra year as a teacher, but it's pretty much, I mean, that's worthless. It's, it costs me more I than don't understand why you're still teaching. I feel like you should be doing something else, like outside of teaching. I mean, like, I feel like teaching is like just a, it's, it's a no end in sight. You and Corey Wood does the same thing. He like teaches and I think, and from everything I understand, your bona fides should get you like enough uh, actual job somewhere. Yeah, eventually. I mean, the nice thing about special ed is that Right now, the job I have is very difficult, but there are a lot of easy Got it. special ed jobs that are good. You know, you go to a town with money, like go to like Evanston, like they take, you know what I mean? Like they can afford. Yeah, they got that. Those are like rich white special ed kids. I mean, Evanston's somewhat diverse, but there, there's more I've, money. I've there's enough rich there. white people yeah. in Evanston. You've sure. never been there? No. Okay, well, it's kind of like. It's really actually kind of funny because Evanston and Skokie are totally safe places. But pe- there, there's black people that live in South Evanston and the people that live in North Evanston have this like, oh, dude, it's so crazy. They think it's like a dangerous neighborhood and it's fucking not. And yeah. they think the area of Skokie that touches it is dangerous, too. We almost bought a house there. Oh, my God. And Mary's family's like, you can't live in that part of Skokie. I'm like. It's fine. I looked it up. I I grew up in Metro Detroit. I think I know it's okay. Dude, I'm I'm flipping through it, dude. It's uh, it's less dangerous than like Plymouth. It's probably less dangerous than this neighborhood. There's somebody got assaulted right across the street. Yeah, dude, Lakeview. Are you fucking kidding me? Petty crime is insane in this neighborhood. Yeah, it's nuts, man. It's not. The people get jumped in the alley. Like, like, it's it's. You you should not go outside. I sold crack to a guy like outside. (laughs) Dave's jumping people in my alley. Yeah. Dude, I mean, crack. it's just ridiculous. Like, there, there's just a lot of, uh, I mean, it's a city, but like, you know, it's like Chicago is just a fucking weird, like, you could just any, any point in the city, some guy could just pull a knife on you, pull a gun on you. My neighbor and, and uh, just down the street from when I lived on um, uh, Seminary, my neighbor, I heard a break in where a dude busted in the back door with a gun. These no three girls were at home. They all freaked out. I mean, of course, he like grabbed some shit and like ran out. I called the police like the guy got jumped in front of our apartment just uh, the same location at two in the morning. He was coming home from a bar. Two dudes jumped and beat the shit out of him. He had to get 11 staples in his head. Yeah, dude. Fucking J-Mo got fucking robbed in front of his apartment. He got maced in the eyes. Yeah. Um, Dude, a woman was killed by a this is different. A hit and run right in front of my old apartment in McKinley Park. Jesus. Um, that was, that apartment was nuts though. Yeah, it was a little crazy. There was a dead we there was a dead person's head was found in the uh, lagoon. What? But it was st- like a safe neighborhood. But it was like because <laughs> a lot of cops lived in that neighborhood. Yeah. But it was well, like, probably the cops who probably were tired of dealing with some asshole and tossed his head in the lagoon. Maybe it's Chicago, man. Fuck, you know I wouldn't put. I, I think the suburban cops are a little bit more crooked here. I think the Laquan McDonald case is like. Um, I'm not saying that that's like a so, like a, a a solo incident, but I, historically, all the I mean, like the corruption of the suburban cops is like out it's, of control. yeah, it's like nuts. I mean, it's Illinois. Everything's everybody yeah. crooked. It's like the most crooked town, honestly. Yeah, it is a very. I mean, I mean, it's eh. Detroit's pretty crooked. Do we get Detroit is though? Here's the difference. I think Chicago is like Chicago. It's it's like um. Like pawn stars, okay. Sure. All right, here we go. You open up the, you open up <laughs> the, um, the, the, um, what you would call it, the garage door. Yeah. In Chicago is there's a whole bunch of shit there, and it's like the government's job to divvy out all. There's a ton of shit to divvy it out fairly, and of course people are going to try and steal it. It's and not pawn deals. stars. You're talking about it's the one where they open up the yeah, storage storage wars. Storage wars. Thank you. <laughs> and then Detroit. It's the opposite. You open up the garage door, and there's like five things in there, and so people just start fighting over people them. People just go nuts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... But the difference is that you in Detroit, you know that, that you're all going to fight over it. Yeah, exactly. You expect to fight in Detroit. I mean, in, in, But Chicago, there's like a, oh, no, 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 there's not... No, no, there's going to be no fighting. Everything's fair. And then it's like, wait a minute. How come this guy gets all this shit then? It's like, because he gave me more money in an envelope, you fucking idiot. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> Do you want this Senate seat or not? I mean, like that Blagojevich <laughs> shit is so insane. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, I, that's and he, and he just to the end was just like, nah, didn't do anything wrong. 
Like yeah, that. dude, you should do daily. We did an episode of my of called the personality of my new podcast about about Richard M. Daly. The or is it Jay? Whatever the dad. Yeah. I mean, dude, that whole system, the whole Chicago system was based out of like you come up in your ward. It was like being a rapper. Okay? Yeah. You come up in your ward. Then that guy passes. You know what I mean? You wait for somebody to die. Then you take his spot. And now you slowly climb up the political machine. And the political machine's in bed with the mafia and the police at the same time. They're the conduit of yeah. the police to the mafia. Yep. And then um, somehow um, a daily has run the 11th ward for the last 70 years. And, uh, you know, the da- dailies were mayor. You know what I mean? Like the last four mayors prior to Rom were from Bridgeport. Yeah, it's all fucked up. Yeah. With the exception of Harold Washington. I think... Was Her- did Harold Washington break them up, or was it Harold Washington and then Bridgeport? No, it's got to be Harold Washington broke them up. There's no way there was a black mayor in, like, 1910. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> Harold Washington must have come in the middle. But Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, but he's the guy. It's, it's dude, this whole, the whole city is just not. I mean, like, the fact that, like, that some portion of parking tickets in Chicago go to, like, some private company is insane to me. Like that's yeah. part of the reason why they're so fucking heavily enforced is that they just they're like that's a humongous revenue stream that is not going towards the city. It's going to sort some private company. Well, so somebody I know works for the company that uh, handles that. Yeah. And they are heavily this particular person that runs this company heavily uh, involved with uh Barack Obama and Rahm Emanuel, in fact, was involved in a scandal when Barack Obama was running for um, Senate, I think it was. Basically, Barack Obama had to quit his job at the University of Chicago, so this guy hired him as a consultant for $120,000 a year. What? So that so he had a job. So to basically, facilitate Barack Obama having an income. Right. And then once Barack Obama became the senator, oh, my God, this guy's in charge of this thing now. Yeah. And then Rahm Emanuel becomes mayor. Oh, my God, you run parking and the red light cameras. And people who work for the company will just go, hey, I think I got a parking ticket. And they'll go, oh, delete. Like, yeah. they'll just delete it for everyone. I mean, like, literally. Yep. They are so corrupt. Yeah, this is the whole... And when Rob stops being mayor, the shit's going to all end for them. Oh, my God. I can't wait. That dude, people hate him. Yeah, they really do. They're really like, give us a daily again. Like, yeah, they want they want the machine back. They want yeah, exactly. At least the mach- the machine ran. Like <laughs> it's so that's oh Jesus, Dave. That's so that's so true though. Is that it yeah. was? I feel like there was some level of expectation. Um, in the, I mean, I didn't live in this city, but my grandmother lived here, and there was some level of expectation when like that was going on that you that was dependable, and it feels like it wasn't fair and it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like well, it totally wasn't, but it, but it was, but it was, ex- but you could expect it and it did run. And like, it's kind of weird to think about it now. Like there's just, there's all kinds of shit like the fucking L it's like the city should be ashamed of its public transit system. I know the city. Honestly, here's what I, what, what, what is, I don't understand about Chicago. Chicago is making like a shit ton of money, like oh, a, a shit ton, ton of money. And all of our public services are, other than the parks department, are awful. Are awful. I don't get it. Like, I, how can there be, like, I was on my way over here and I passed John Elementary School, J-H-N. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is a good neighborhood. You know, like, why is the, I know, open it up elementary schools of four. Yeah. So five is average. Hulsing Elementary School. Did you go to Hulsing? No, no, no. I know. He, Dave's referring to a, a elementary school in Plymouth where we're both from. Yeah, dude. It was a 10. Okay? Yeah. Like, it's not hard for a school to be a 10 in, in the burbs. And Chicago, it's just like, how are the like how are the schools this shitty? Yeah. How is the school district this shitty? Like, $300 million in debt at the end of the year. Like, uh, their ledger comes to a close. And Makes they're like, no uh, fucking we're $300 sense. million dollars in debt. I mean, like, it's honestly should be a state of emergency or something because it's like, and this, the public transit system is exactly that way. Like, it's just, it's, uh, and I mean, like, obviously the school district is the bigger priority, but I, I say this because it's like the public transit system is so bad, dude, and it runs so shitty and it like, things take forever. And I mean, like, I've lived in, you know, Paris and, 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 you know, been to London and like just other cities where it's not shitty and it runs and it's fine. 
Like it just people make it a priority and this city just doesn't give a shit. The city's priority is I want my money. So that's what I want. And everybody's that's everybody from top to bottom. So the whole city just runs like that. And if anybody gets to a position of power, they just don't give a shit about helping anybody, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel there's... Okay, so this is what I think is kind of interesting. Like, living, having lived on the South Side for a couple of years, I did, I do see the South Side kind of, like, on the come up, where they're doing a much better job of that. Uh, they're, um, like, Hyde Park... It, like, when was the last time you went to Hyde Park? You ever go to Hyde Park? Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I went down to Hyde Park uh, to do the revival. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Probably months ago. Dude, so Hyde Park is the shit... Dude, it's a nice... Like, like I couldn't afford to live in Hyde Park. Like, it's a very nice neighborhood. Yeah, the Obamas live there now. Dude, in, like, Kenwood now, like, the neighborhood south of Hyde Park... Or is it North Hyde Park? I think it's just North Hyde Park is getting... is like, starting to blow up. I went to the South Loop uh, Cider and Beer Festival over the summer also, and I was, like, really impressed with everything in that neighborhood. I mean, like, not just the South Loop, South Loop, but just south of that is where it was. And I was, like... I was the whole area. I was, like, this is gorgeous. Like... Yeah. There's a lot of people that are... Um, I think involved in community action there. I think are... because people who people from the south side of Chicago love it the way that people from the north side like don't love here. Like yeah. I think the north side is there's a lot of transients people from other parts of the city. Pe- pe- people who move to Chicago move here, but people on the south side grew up there are from there, and I well, think that they love sort it. Sort of, sort of. So this is what I think it is. It's it's like the American dream. People who came to the south side of Chicago, they either came from another country or they came from the fucking south. Okay, mm, got it. And they, this is their, uh, and the, so, the way that like my grandpa like loves America, even though he was a criminal, like the way that he <laughs> thinks America is the greatest fucking country ever because his dad was an immigrant from Sicily, you know. Yeah, that's how a lot of people from the South Side feel. Uh, you know, it's like they b- believe that it was like worth fighting for to like make it good. Because this is like the American dream to them, and then everybody up here is just entitlement and exactly millennial we- and iGen attitudes. Dude, I immediately felt my like my dreams get weaker when I moved to the north side. <laughs> we moved to Bucktown from McKinley Park. In McKinley Park, it was like keep your lawn nice. There's a church on every street corner, you know. Yeah. Um, very family oriented, and it wasn't like it's just. And the north side, you have to be like, is this a family neighborhood? And what we really mean is, is it 10 to 20% families? Yeah. In McKinley Park, it's like 100% families. Oh, okay. And a lot of south side neighborhoods are like that. Everyone's a, it's mostly families. The, the people that don't have families are in the minority. Interesting. Okay, um, I didn't know that. So there's just like a lot. That in and of itself makes like the community like a little closer. And I live on a street in Bucktown. That we have like a neighborhood commission. We have everyone has a family. I couldn't fucking tell you the name of the only person I know that lives on my street is Jason Melton. Okay. <laughs> and that's only because he's my drug dealer. If he wasn't my drug dealer, I probably would have forgotten his name. And even then you're like reporting him to the police. You're like, this is a problem. Yeah, exactly. There's, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of families in this neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, but it's still I don't know, man. Detroit though, what was like? How long? How long have we been talking? We're ta- we coming up on an hour. We gotta, we'll we'll wrap up in a little bit here. There hasn't like, been any sort of thesis statement. No, I mean they, I didn't expect one with you here. Um, I mean, what do you want to talk about? Well, I had I wanted nominated. to talk. I had wanted to talk about your wife and kid and and all this, but you know, I feel like we've covered it. I just got picture, pictures of of my kid is walking around outside. Oh, that's cute. Uh, One year old, man. What are you? What do you think the first word is? She talking already? Sort of. She she knows a few things like hi, bye. She no, kind of no, knows Dada. Not really talking in sentences though. No, but she'll sometimes will do this weird parrot thing, where like okay, so um, Joe McMahon was talking to her. <laughs> you just. <laughs> Joe McMahon was over at my house, and Joe McMahon, and and he was wearing uh, a stupid hat, and Joe McMahon. I, I go, I wonder what my baby thinks when she sees you, you know? <laughs> and she probably, and Joe goes, she's probably going, gay hat, dude. And then my, and then Sophie just went, gay hat, dude. <laughs> and um, she'll do weird things like that where you're like. What an interesting cast of characters your child is growing up around. I know. Sometimes I'm like. I would love to get together with you and Joe again. I, I actually really, I miss spending time with that guy. Yeah, Joe's great, man, and he's he's clean. Like he's different now. He has like a like a girlfriend, and like what? he like cleans himself. What the fuck? 
Um, his comedy's gonna suffer. I don't know, dude. He recorded it. Did you go? Did you see one of his album Mick, recordings? Mick Manette. Yeah. It's, what a funny man. Yeah, I know. I th- I, I think John Mangalewski came up with the name, and people kept trying to convince him to change it. And he's no, like, I, I I love it. Nick yeah. Manette's ama- amazing. I know. <laughs> it, it perfectly summarizes the low brow. You know, you, you don't want you want. It's kind of like Gnarls Barkley. Like that's what this is. You know what I mean? This is not Joe McMahon, the Gnarls Barkley of comedy. It's just a Gnarls Barkley esque name. You know what I mean? Like this is the fucking name. But like fuck uh, you. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing, and it just it it properly encapsulates his 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 whole oeuvre, his whole aesthetic. And that photo I took of that was a photo I took of him on the cover of that. Oh thing. yeah, that's right. Yeah, of him like, like just on stage, like meh. Yeah, from a time of, like he looked so much better though. <laughs> I mean, he had hair. <laughs> Although now I don't know. Now he does like a lotion treatment. By the way, speaking of albums, Dylan Scott's album oh, is right. is uh it's like number three on it on uh, iTunes right now. What's it called? Uh, All the sad stories. Um, uh, yeah, he told me he was. I didn't realize he had mixed it already. I saw him like three weeks ago, and he's like still mixing he's it. Working on it, yeah. Uh, I need to go buy it. I gotta support him. He's yeah. a good. I like him. I, that's a guy who I feel like uh, you know he's got he's he's got a point of view he's got a place he's working from. He's one of the top five rappers. Dylan, 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 Dylan. Oh shit! All right, uh, let's let's wrap this up, man. What um, Dave? What do you got? What do you got going on? Where can people get at you? Um. Okay. So you got pers- the personality cult of personality cult of personality. Out. January. I um, I want to be on that. I yeah, can't believe you didn't pick, even pick ask a, me. I, well, pick a person. Okay. You, you got to know everything about them. Though. All right. Yeah. And they got to be like a psycho. Like, like, like. Okay. So here's who we've done. Dennis Rodman. I think has been the best episode so far. Who did that one? Um, that was Nate Burrows. Um, that that makes that's great. Rovan is gonna do uh, um, DMX on Tuesday. That's great. Um, like uh, Bill Gavertz is gonna do Jim Jones. I'm trying to think of who else. Ooh, wow! Bill Gavertz talking about Jim Jones. Yeah, Bill was a great Palm Pilots guest. You, you should like listen to the, listen to the Palm Pilots. Also, put that shit on Front Street. Um, you know, can, can try- you can you have uh, Brandon Kiefer do Louis Farrakhan? Um, you know, I haven't seen Brandon Kiefer in months, and he's my he also lives near me. Mm. I don't know where he is. I don't know. Probably. He just like pops up. Yeah, he's it's strange. I, he he does the he plays the ukulele at um, you know at uh Power Hour now. Oh, that ought to be stopped. <laughs> Someone should put a stop to that. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Instagram is like I'm like the Dave Metz or something. All right, at the Dave Metz on Insta. I don't know. Go to an underground boxing match sometime. You'll probably find Dave. Yeah, dude. Um, you know, book me in your urban shows. Um, I'm, I'm, I usually perform well in front of that uh, audience. I do too. I like them. Um, Asian rooms, like I said, I I actually was on an Asian showcase one time in California. What are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding at all. It was at um, Flappers Claremont. They didn't. They ran out of Asians, which in Cal in California. In California. <laughs> In a, in a town with five colleges in it. <laughs> Somehow they couldn't come up with six Asians for a yeah, show. No, they just didn't want that. They, they, they These are just Asians who didn't want to tarnish their good name with comedy. And shout out Chuck Kavalik drove me to that show. So. I know. I was going to ask if you've spoken to him. I haven't spoken to him in years. Um, we had a I'm falling gonna, out. Yeah, you got to fix. You got to unfollow I keep it. I keep messaging him. I message him probably once every other week and ask him if, if, we're, if, we, if I can make amends. And uh, I don't, I don't need a back from him. You and you need to cut it out. I mean, I, I was a dick, so I, 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 me, I'm at fault, and I totally admit that. Yeah, so. I, I want to get him on this podcast. Me and you and him should sit down. Yeah. I had Chuck on the Palm Pilots once. No way. Dude, it's the. You the, call, did he call in? No, 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 no. Um, he was in visiting. Dude, it's the greatest fucking shit ever. Um, Rachel McCartney was the guest, and we told her that my childhood friend who is now a like youth minister that speaks about the the dangers of pornography was coming on and only uh joe knew who it was so even tim tim mclaughlin thought that chuck was actually yeah and his name was lewis bega lewis bega <laughs> every time 
Tim kept going like Mambo number five like every time. <laughs> so it's not his name is not Chuck Kavalik is not what's on there. It's Louis Bega. It's it's called the debate is pouring good or bad with you guys have the most that that show is so insane. It's like the it's like it's literally like an hour of the zoo crew morning radio whatever without any commercial breaks and just bullshit that you guys yeah. just if only it, someone would give us some advertising <laughs> dude lily shoulder and dave agnati like fist fought each other you know where else are you gonna get a transgender person fighting a straight man with um what are those things golf tees in their knuckles he had golf tees in his knuckles oh they they put golf they tees fought in. yeah i think she had a knife god damn it she could have killed him yeah, it was. It got really out of hand. Uh, for some reason, Dave Agnetti thought it was a beauty contest. What? Actually, both of them thought that. I don't remember why they thought that, but they got really <laughs> trashed. Yeah. God damn it! You, you, what a life! You know what I mean? You, you can come on, but you got to promise to get drunk. Oh, I'll get wasted and come on. Okay. I fucking I don't lo- drink I mean, anymore. Sitting but... between sitting between the three of you guys and uh, getting wasted sounds like a blast, actually. I'll also, I mean, I'll come on. I'll just ruin my, such that it is, I'll ruin my reputation, get fired from my job, never get booked again. I would love that. Nah, it's only given, it's only helped people. Okay. Except for Wolf. You I'll do it. To, you know, like 900 people have listened to Wolf Larson's episode. He's a madman. No, but he's got, the, he's, a, he's, he's got a, insane stories. He's he, a total madman. Oh, he's got, I, I gotta have him like on. It's like talking it. to Gore Vidal, only his stories are interesting, you know, like. <laughs> I just don't know what part of his stories are real and which parts he's like make are just who cares fantasy and <laughs> <You> imagination. <know? laughs> just believe all of them and, 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 it, and then it's all good. All right, Jesus. Okay, uh, we're gonna I'm gonna close it out because you got to get to a house showing. Oh yeah, sure. What time is it? Yeah. yeah. All right. Take care, everybody. Meanwhile, the madness continues. Bye, Dave. Bra-